and it's the Sabbath. And you know, I talked to my grandma about that and she was like, well, technically you're kind of right, but I mean, it's your choice. Do you feel bad about it? Cause I told her you it was feel alcohol. Bad? I swear, I, I feel like you betrayed a trust you committed. <laughs> You know, my mom said, my grandma said the same thing. She said, it really depends. Like it's 50, 50, like some people do it. Some people don't. I mean, the whole point is disciplining, but it's not bad to indulge. And I was just so like, of course she thinks I'm talking about alcohol. So, cause I'm not going to tell. Yeah. So, you know, it's, at least I did it on the Sabbath day, which is the day you're supposed to, the to podcast. be. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. Yo. This one can't make it go. You gotta edit the out of this one. Cut, cut, bleep. Shit. But can I still do the Britney intro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Britney, bitch. You know what it is? I wish I could ex- like Ooh. I could like screenshot it for you because it's uh-huh. on my phone. The little square where I'm at, it's covering the section that said record. Because oh, really? I can like move it, yeah. It, on your phone through the Zoom, you can like move your square anywhere uh-huh. in any direction. Oh, yeah, I put it on my right side because I'm right-handed. So mm-hmm. it covered the record. <laughs> that is funny. That is hilarious. But hi guys, what's up? Welcome to the We're pod. talking about Britney Spears, the queen. I actually know she the princess of pop music. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> and we are gonna be talking about the free Britney movement. Free my girl Britney, she ain't do nothing. She just living life. <laughs> So, of course, starting out the show, for anybody who is listening for the very first time, we are two geeky ladies talking about issues in our lives. Relationship gossip. And occasional politics, all while geeking and having fun. And normally we go, let's Let's geek. geek. But we're kind of all over the place right now. So, yeah. Each topic, well, each episode, we pick a different topic. And surrounding that one topic, we talk about how it relates to issues in our lives, how it um, relates to relationships, you know, just what's going on right now, you know, in our personal lives as hosts. I'm Kat. And of course, we have Yaz. And we're talking about Britney Spears today. So when you think of Britney Spears, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Oops, I did it again. I played with your heart. Oh, speaking of that, you know that was a cover? You know what? That actually broke my heart when I found out. I think I was in high school when I found that out. You want to know how I found that out? How? Have you seen the movie Freaky Friday? I did. With Lindsay Lohan? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you rewatch that movie, they talk about it. That's how I knew. Really? Um, Wait, that actually passed me then. Yeah, if you rewatch Freaky, Fri- um, Freaky Friday, yeah. Because she's talking to the dude she likes in the movie, and they played allegedly like the original version in the background. And like one of them had cracked a joke, like, oh my God, I love this original version. And Lindsay Lohan's character is like, yeah, I love it too, way better than the Britney one. And then he was just like, yeah, not a lot of people know it's a cover or something like that. And I was yeah. like, that, that's a cover? That's a cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so, I, mm-hmm. I actually uh, have a friend that was like, she was super into Britney. Like she was all about it, right? And she was the one who ended up telling me, I was like, no, no, <laughs> she's original. What do you <laughs> You know, I'm not gonna front here because we talk about Britney. Cause you know, I'm a Britney fan, keyword. I'm not a Britney stan, but I'm a Britney fan. And uh, we, you know, we, Yasmin and I, uh, about two weeks ago, we sat down and watched the New York Post, you know, documentary, which was Free Britney. And for anybody that still wants to watch it, you have to have Hulu in order to watch it. And don't put frame, um, Framing Britney when you type it in or you're not going to find it. You have to put the New York Post Framing Britney and it's episode six. And it talks about Britney Spears' conservatorship, meaning that Britney Spears has been in a conservatorship since, I believe, 2008 or 2009, it was. 
It's around that, yeah, roughly. Yeah, because, you know, we know about the famous Britney breakdown, the whole incident where she shaved her head and, you know, she went through a lot of stuff. And because of all the issues, you know, she had to be on a conservatorship for her own well-being. Now, of course, it's created some controversy. It's, you know, had a lot of people voicing out their opinions, like us, for example. So what was one of your opinions of the, you know, Framing Britney episode? I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I, okay. So when, if, you know, the whole conservatorship started, like, yeah. I, I didn't put much thought into it. And I feel really Me bad. Me neither. This. Yeah, because I didn't realize um, how much... I guess like stuff that was going on in terms of like her case um when they were saying like all the manipulation that was happening within the court system uh and how the what is it the service ship excuse me I can't speak right now but like the the way the agreement was working and the fact that he was being paid and then um because I get it, like, he has to pay to, like, take care of Britney and stuff like that, but the, my thing is, like, I was more in shock that, like, she barely, how much did you, did they say she was even getting, like, a, a small salary type thing? Yeah. Before I get into this, I just want to say, please follow Solomon Ray's podcast, because we did get um, some of the stuff that at least I'm going to say on here. Some of these sources came from him directly. So please follow Solomon Ray. And thank you, Solomon Ray, because he's a diehard Britney stan. Yeah, <laughs> and he yeah. basically gave us the whole tea. So we all know Britney Spears is worth uh, minimum 300 mil. And of course, at the time that, you know, she was at a conservatorship, it was alleged that she, her network was like, at least her personally, it was like, go, it was three mil alone. And this was because of all, you know, the controversy that was going on. She was using endorsements, you know, people for a limited time started to stop working with her. And of course we have paparazzis and stuff. She's um, currently, these are the roles for Britney allegedly. Brittany can't go out. She can't even drive a car without permission from her dad or anything. She can't even get married without it being approved <laughs> because she's under a conservatorship and it's because of her, you know, well-being. Britney Spears allegedly her is given $1,500 a week in spending money or for her own self. And of course, some people could be like, that's a lot of money. But when you're Britney Spears, that's like 50 cents. <laughs> because you got to understand Britney Spears lives in, um, I would hope I'm correct on that. You know, she lives in around the Hollywood area. And when you're living in an area like that, $1,500 is not going to cut it. So she basically on a budget every other week. <laughs> so even though she got all the money, she's still living like me. But it's just all the stuff that's going on with her is just terrible. Like, can you imagine, Yasmin, if you can make any decisions in your life without permission from your parents? It's like, yes, you have to get permission from your parents up until you're 18 to 21. Mm -hmm. But to live your life as an actual full-blown adult and you can't do a dang thing without it getting approved... You know what the weird thing is about that whole situation is because, you know, I, I'm thinking back to the the New York Post documentary that they did. Yeah. Literally, as you know, in broad terms, when I was listening to all the stuff, right, when they first came out and even when they talked about it, for a second, why are they treating her like she had dementia or something? Like, I got, I, I get that she was, she, you know, she had a, a bit of a mental breakdown and stuff like that. But the Which they claim was, you know, because of postpartum depression. Yeah. Because she yeah. had just had her baby yeah, when I that get, was going on. Right, and I didn't know any of that, like, I, you know, because that's not something they're ever going to like expose or talk about yeah. during the time and I'm talking about during the time it all happened because nobody mm -hmm. was talking about that during the time it happened my thing is like it's crazy to me and I, it's been talked about everywhere even the fans talked about it where it's like you have her on this like contract right I, that's the way I see it right and um the thing is she's functional she's she was selling out shows 
when she was under this conservatorship. So if that was the case, why is she performing? And how? And, then, and then on top of that, she has a residency in Las Vegas. The, apparently, she's the first like pop star to have her own Vegas residency, and it sells out like crazy. She's making so much money doing it alone. Like, you know, we do have some people who will make shady comments, but one of the craziest things about the documentary, which of course, you know, it was upsetting for you, Yasmin, was how they did pull the focus on Justin Timberlake. Oh, thank you for, yeah. Now you're bringing that back out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we got to explain it for people who didn't see the podcast. Justin Timberlake was only in that documentary for at least five to six minutes. It, was it wasn't that long, yeah. but it was long enough for a lot of people, especially Generation Z, to k- try to cancel Justin Timberlake. And for some reason, you remember that? They were yelling at us like we did something. I said, how yeah. y'all gonna get mad at me for <laughs> shit that happened when I was literally in 10th grade? The <laughs> I'm gonna do. Like, I'm just that, saying. Not only that, like, like, like we didn't even know, we didn't have the concept of understanding what was mm-hmm. even going on because we were talking about this years later when you look back at the footage and all the pettiness that happened at the aftermath. Here's my thing. He said his two cents, his apology, and I said this to you, Kat. Me? I I just, like, you remember I told you I thought it was BS? <laughs> right, but I, and I remember I told you after our conversation, I was like, the only people who will ever accept that apology is either Janet or Brittany. If they both accepted it, y'all need to move on. Like and as Janet, much as some people are gonna hate what I just said right now, it, the thing is, it's not between the fans, JT, Brittany, and Janet. It's it's between them. The, you know what I mean? And I understand. I don't want to talk about Janet because Janet had oh Janet no, let's, had no, nothing let's to do. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the documentary. But you're like you said, people pulled focus on what what free Britney was actually about. The um, thing about it is, even though she had nothing to do with that documentary, she wasn't even in it one bit. Nobody even mentioned her name. It's guilty by association because you know everyone's already jumping the bandwagon on Justin Timberlake, and people are just like, oh yeah, we have all this evidence that. You treated um you treated Britney like shit. But he also let's bring up, you know, Janet Jackson. Mm, okay, you did the okay. same shit that you did to Britney. You did the same thing to Janet Jackson subliminally. Now, yeah. however, the difference is that, you know, Britney was his ex-girlfriend. Janet was a friend. To be yeah. honest, Janet's more relevant than you any other day. And you would disrespect a legend like that. Like, you know, they've shown clips over the years where he's joked about, you know, the nipple slip with Janet. When oh, the yeah. whole thing happened with Janet, he threw her under the bus. He never one time came to her defense, but he had no hesitation going on these shows, joking about it. You remember the clip of him when they said, do, oh, now yeah. that you broke up with Brittany, did you take her virginity? And she, he was like, yeah, I took his, her virginity. And like you had said, you were like, it's like a, um, a football player breaking up with the the cheerleading captain yeah yeah in shorter terms i just described jt as that jock that Mm -hmm. literally destroyed a girl's um reputation because he's mad yeah men ain't shit even (laughs) when they play football and i'm just joking i feel like this is gonna be like we're not not hating we're not we don't hate men i just joke when i say that but i just find it funny every time it comes up (laughs) remember remember (laughs) how like this is a little bit off topic but do you remember how like a while back i was telling you about the legend of zelda and i had like a conspiracy theory that link was like a hoe in the video game because it's a man ain't shit all these girls to like actually like and fall in love with him i was like he he does something he does something and then you were like man ain't shit even in video games <laughs> like he legit even if they're designed as a video game character i said that's wild <laughs> getting back into it yeah um, you know during the whole free britney's uh movement especially in tiktok because tiktok had a huge influence with the free britney uh, Gen Z had time today yeah, <laughs> but my thing is a lot of them weren't talking about free britney in terms of uh not all of them but most of the ones that kept coming into my for you page was they kept talking about all of this with jt and i was like jt was in there for like like we said like two seconds like 
can we get back on the focus of who's really more important here? I was just like, first off, the whole situation is that we put people in a specific stature. So for those who was growing up with Britney, uh, and I'm not speaking about the hardcore fans, you know what I mean? I'm talking about those people who literally bought her album. We owned her albums. My aunt bought the first three albums. My thing is us fans to any group, we have the power to actually put someone at a certain level, right? And sometimes for some people it gets into their heads. And that's what I was talking about is that some of the shift blame has to be with the people that was growing up with the situation that we ignored how everything went because if we would even talked about mental health back then, I don't think she would be in the situation now. Possibly, I don't know, I don't know. I don't think she would have personally. Because, you know, you just never know. But yeah, we we are at fault in terms of like, we put people in a specific place. That that was my two cents after that. Because I know, uh, like, you went on a tangent, like, he ain't shit, this and that. And I was just like, but remember, uh, like, we buy the albums. We yeah. need to pay attention. If we want to trash someone, we would trash them. Not me specifically, but like, for example, I remember one time, okay, we're, we're going back a little bit. Do you mm-hmm. remember in, when the whole situation with Michael Jackson, right? Even Which though, one? Uh, Michael Jackson, uh, with the- When he passed? No, 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 no. We're talking about, oh, when we were in elementary school or yeah. school, and uh, I'll never forget, do you remember when they showed the dangling, uh, him dangling his child over the balcony? Oh, yes, okay. yes, I remember You know that. what happened after that? I can tell you what happened after that. The I kids remember. in school will bully you if you listen to his music. If, yes, and at least in my school, if you listen to Michael Jackson, um, I went to school in DC. If you listen to Michael Jackson, they, they would call you names. They would call you loser. They would put your ass down. So it's the same situation. There were a few times in my high school when Britney, let's see, it was like uh, Britney, uh, when, when did that whole like head smash, uh, like, sorry, shaving the head and- 2007, you want to know why? Okay, so and that's anybody that went- Uh, all I was gonna say you could uh continue after I'm done but like um what I was gonna say is I remember a lot of people were bashing Britney and if you were listening to her music you ain't shit you're a loser oh can you listen to Britney Spears still that's the vibe that I was getting so the reason why I referenced Michael Jackson is because it feels like the same thing that we put people in a certain stature so if you're going to rise up JT what did you guys do he made those jokes but uh it was encouraged it it was encouraged exactly so now it was oh well you know forget Britney if you listen to her like your music sucks and I know a lot of people will be like oh who would ever say that I'm speaking to those haters do you know what I mean the people who always put someone else down so it's that and you always have those you know uh it was a different time back then though it was definitely a big, a different time. Let me tell you how wild it was, because um, I went to high school in, um, sorry, Fort Meade, Maryland, and the, I believe it was the class of 2007, 2008, but it should have been the class of 2007, and you know, normally you have to vote, you know, the seniors vote, like, you know, class president, class clown, all that stuff. They normally, when I went there, they would have, like, most memorable moment of that year, Mm-hmm. The most memorable, the, the, the seniors voted Britney's breakdown as the most memorable moment of the year in our um, yearbook. So if anybody went to my high school, grab out your 2007 or 2008 yearbook and you should see that up in there, <laughs> which, you know, I find it incredibly wild. And even though that documentary did pull a lot of people more into, you know, the story and what's going on behind the scenes, you know that they're talking about coming out with a sequel to that because from the first year, from the first documentary, apparently there's like a lot of deleted scenes and stuff like that that they didn't put into. So they want to make a new documentary around that with, you know, some new filming and some new interviews. Of course, we got to remind people who have not seen the documentary that 
Her family had nothing to do with it. None of them. They did contact the family members and the family members that did get in contact with them said, no, I don't want to be a part of this. And some of them didn't even respond. They even contacted Brittany. And of course, Brittany, yeah, she, she ain't got time for that. Yeah, she's she in court to... right now. She ain't got time for that. Well, either but way, just... like, it, that has to get approved. The father has yeah. to approve that interview. Yeah, it has so to get approved We anyways. won't even and know. This is what if... we're talking about. It has yeah. to get approved. Like, yeah, we won't even know if she even saw the email. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He could easily. Did the documentary say that too? Yes. Yes. They talked about it. Like there's some things Brittany would never know because it doesn't, it doesn't get through her. And you know, people, I, you know, I don't know them personally. It's like we're fans, but looking on the outside and then seeing the receipts and evidence, I do believe that her dad is basically milking the situation along with her older brother. And I just find that incredibly insane that they're trying to take her money because to me this looks like that thing where it's like oh I'll pull you under my wing even though that's his daughter you know I'm doing this for her well-being while you know she's too sick she's not right in the head if I can convince them that she's like this all the time I can quietly in the shadows take her money and spend it all I want to because I just find it insane how every single week Britney Spears is getting $1,500 in spending money when she's worth over 300 mil like at this rate you really can't touch Britney Spears Britney Spears is the first celebrity to ever come out with her own perfume and she's dominated that. She's sold more of those three different versions of her per perfume, more than Mariah Carey, Beyonce, and all that combined. <laughs> like, let's be 100% real. And she's the first pop star to get her own residency. You really can't touch Britney. <laughs> There's a reason why she's called the princess of pop. But it's just really sad to see her. Because every time you see her, she looks sick. Like, she basically she always looks like she's out of it you ever notice yeah. and her hair yeah, is just yeah. a little bit off i don't know if it's extensions that she's wearing but she always looks tired like, like it reminds me of a robot but she's still been working she's still been doing interviews she's still like to me i think she's she has her mind in the right place and she's writing everything she's going through through her music if you watch most of her music videos she's always locked up in a cage and her friends that have been, you know, and directors, they say that what's with this whole cage thing, she said, because I feel locked up. Like to even get on social media, it's a problem for her. There are occasional times where they have to approve her, her tweets and approve her posts. Like she has no life, Yasmin. Everything in her life has to get approved. And I don't understand, like I would be going crazy too if I lived like that. You're basically in jail in a way yeah it's like I mean, a, it's like a it mental is. health jail yeah, that's, that's what, what i want to it's like a yeah, it's like a house arrest except for in this case it would be like a little bit different that's what it is it's just house arrest and that's the reason why when i first heard about the britney conservatorship i was like britney needs to be like i don't understand why she wants to get out of it i said britney still looks sick britney still looks not a duh i think she's been doing great with her family you know why take her off of it because you know at the time they did say that her net worth was two million and in the years her net worth is now i think 400 mil or something like that now or minimum 300 mil that's all i know and the dad claims it's because he's been overseeing her all these years in the conservatorship. Whereas you have her former assistant, keyword former assistant, because she was her assistant for years until the conservatorship. Yeah. So, you know, they're taking away all the people that matter to her. And then, you know, people want to put this narrative about Britney's family at the same time. I mean, I do believe a little bit of the narrative. I 100% believe that the dad and the brother are gold diggers. Because even in the documentary, they did say that the father never really did shit for Britney's career until she got signed. As soon as she got signed by her record label, that's the time he was the dad that was behind and, you know, would check out my daughter. No, my daughter doesn't do da-da-da without me. I mean, he was in the conservatorship before the conservatorship came. So for him to actually get it, I'm pretty sure this was like the lottery ticket for him. Yeah, no, it was. Because Lord knows her man ain't shit. And talking about the lottery ticket, um, you know, it's what's crazy that's getting him even the boost of the win, uh, the the winning 
side is that do you remember how the shadiness behind the court's system i didn't even know that britney went out her way to meet with a lawyer which makes sense because then we got that the picture over there in the beverly hills hotel because i remember that picture and um the thing is they had a whole setup like she was you know trying to like i don't know if it what did they say fight against the conservatorship so um according to once again the solomon ray podcast and a little bit of the you know documentary that we had seen she originally wanted her own lawyers. The judge that was presiding over the case was actually a friend of her dad's. See, and that's, that's of interest. Yeah, and yeah. apparently, oh, sorry. Oh, and, I, and then I was going to say is that after that, like, when the lawyer went into the court to, like, ask for, like, the original, what was it? Either he was going to share a file, he was going to grab a file, and they were like, no, you know what, actually... Um, you're going to have to step down because we want to recommend a lawyer for Brittany. Yeah, because they thought her lawyer was taking advantage of her. So yeah, you, you as a judge. Okay, listeners, tell me if this makes sense. So Britney Spears' dad is allegedly friends with the judge. That's already of interest that they kept a secret. So you're over here as the judge talking about oh, I don't trust the fact that Brittany has her lawyer that she wants because that lawyer could take advantage of her. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick lawyers for you, for your case, knowing full well that my homeboy is trying to make sure he gets you locked in your conservatorship. Oh, and let's add insult to injury. You're paying for this out of your own pocket. Yes, I'm going to charge you to get these lawyers that you're going to pay for even though you didn't pick them. That's effed up in so many ways. But she did it. She got her new lawyer, miraculously. And, you know, the of interest situation, they switched the judge. And, of course, putting it out there, you remember how um, I told you this had upset me? Mm -hmm. The um, judge that they got, ironically, she's African-American. She's a female. Apparently, her son is one of the directors for the HBO show Insecure with Issa Rae and, you know, Amanda Seals and a few other people. If you haven't watched that show, please watch it. It's great. Yeah, the director basically got on Twitter and said, yo, my mom's the judge that's presiding over Britney's case. Free Britney, free this. And everybody was like, wait, what? Your mom's the judge? People flock to him to the point where he's just like, oh my God, I didn't expect my tweet to blow up like this. I'm just supporting. But anyways, yeah, it's my mom. Oh, you know, come, don't forget to tune in for the last season of Insecure. And it's like, at the end of the day, you bullshit. You knew what she was doing when you revealed that. And I said, personally, if I was his mother, when I walked up in that house, I said, I'm gonna dig my foot up in your ass. I said, reason why you just put me out there. I'm doing my job. If this doesn't work in her favor, her fan base is gonna come after my ass. You get what's coming on? You, you get what's happening? So no matter what happens, which I agree with, you know, a lot of people who are putting their two cents in it, you're so quick to brag that your mother is the judge, the new judge presiding over this. And she's doing a great job so far. She's not taking none of that bullshit that the last judge was throwing. She's actually so far working in um, favor of Britney so far. So what's going to happen when she works against Britney? Are you going to be so quick to say that's my mama? Because I promise you, if it doesn't work in Britney's favor, they're going to dig into that ass rightfully so. So please be wise. If you got a famous relative or somebody who's very important, don't be putting them on blast like that. Because like I said, if I was your mama, the moment I walk up in that building, I'm going to put my foot up in your ass for doing that to me. You don't lost your mind. And, you know, talking, like, about, and talking about mothers, one thing I feel really terrible about, because during this whole situation, I didn't know, the whole time I was thinking, where's the mother? And then they explained, well, let me tell you what happened. The father pushed out the mother, and yeah. that makes a lot of sense why she's not present in a lot of things. And mm -hmm. I was like, damn, man. How are you going to push her mama out? She gave birth to Brittany. How is the dad going to push the mother out of the way? 
and it's a conservatorship, but he's worried about her well-being. So why would you like push her mother to the side and push her little sister to the side? And, you know, tr transitioning to the sister, Brittany is even trying to see if Jamie, her younger sister, can yeah. take over her conservatorship. Jamie already said, allegedly already said that she's interested in that because she thinks it's bullshit what's happening to her sister. But yeah. the dad is still fighting like, no, 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 no. She can't, you know, I don't, you're not, you know, responsible enough to oversee your sister. And it's just like, okay, it seems anything that goes Brittany's way that she's trying to do to make this conservatorship more comfortable for her, you're against it. Mm -hmm. Every single damn thing. Because it's it's money. Is it's money. Threatened. Yeah, it's yeah. all money hungry. Yeah. And then we got, of course, the famous YouTuber, LGBT icon who retired from YouTube years ago, Chris Crocker. A lot of those people need to don't apologize him. to him. A lot, yeah, a lot of people need to apologize Leave Brittany alone. She's a human being. They were You're lucky she even performs for you bastards. They were up in his ass. Like it was crazy. He was like, everywhere. The hate he was getting. Seth Green did some parodies. There were some TV shows that did a parody of that video. He went viral. He was on um the Murray show and everything talking about it. Like he, he never regretted that video. And yeah, I know. Yeah, and then Dino now he's coming out with merch. Uh, or no, he has merch of the. Yeah, he came out with some shirts yeah. that said "Chris was Chris was right," and I checked it, was, it out. I think it's like fifteen to twenty bucks. I would so buy that shirt, that ass, because he was right from the jump. Mm -hmm. But this is. Do you remember what Brittany's response to that was? No, I actually. Okay, so allegedly, when you know that whole "leave Brittany alone" thing, Brittany was still going through it. This was after she shaved her head, her kids got taken away, and everybody was just like, "There's this viral video of this gay guy who's like, leave Brittany alone." Da da da. What do you think about it? And he, she basically allegedly said, "Like, I really don't care about him. Like, he's a freak with bad skin." So, like, that's the gist of what she said. Like, he's a freak with bad skin or something like that. And she's, she basically was just like, whatever. They asked about that on the Murray show and people can look this up, you know, just put Chris Crocker Murray show. I think that was like 2008, that episode came out or late 2007. Mm -hmm. And they said, how do you feel about her response? And he basically said, Britain, something along the lines of Britney's going through it. Like I'm a Britney fan. I never took that personal. So, you know, I hope she gets better. I hope she's good. And you know, that just shows oh. the faithful fan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I do find sad, because I used to follow Chris Crocker on Twitter, he no longer has a Twitter. I think he's just now more active on Facebook. He did mention how he finds it, uh, you know, a little bit sad that Brittany was cool with Perez Hilton after everything Perez Hilton did to her, but she hasn't taken the initiative to be like, hey, let me find that guy that said, you know, leave Brittany alone and let me get thank him or anything till this day. He's never really met her after the fact. He's still, you know, a Britney fan. But I just find, you know, that's something I would hope for in the future where Britney Spears will actually meet Chris Crocker, give him a hug, maybe, you know, even buy a shirt from him because yeah, yeah. he was at the forefront. He, like, till this day, we still make, some people still make fun of that video. It's a classic YouTube video. I, did, I think that year it won, like, video of the year. Like, you know, every year there's, like, oh, a viral right. video. I think for that year it had won that. So, you know, it's crazy what people say about others on the internet. I don't know if you remember that scene where she was doing an interview, I think, with Diane Sawyer and... Diane Sawyer asks, like, how do you feel when people call you stuff like a slut or they say you're doing this for attention? And she's like, I'm the nicest person ever. Like, I'm a very, you know, I'm a homebody and such. And apparently Governor, or um, former Maryland Governor Ehrlich's wife had even made a statement saying that, oh, I hate Britney Spears. My daughters listen to her for some reason. I would shoot her if I could. 
and they asked her, how do you feel? You, re- you don't remember that what? scene? No. Yes, no, I don't remember that We all. can rewatch that. It's in the documentary where okay. she said that. I, I do. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, you probably part. don't remember that scene. It's definitely yeah. in there where, governor, where um, go- former Maryland Governor Ehrlich's wife had made a statement about Britney because they were saying Britney was too promiscuous and she was sexualizing and stuff. Oh, and- when she did that uh, magazine yeah because you know every you know every white girl and they and and they mom especially the southern southern girls they looked up to britney spears you know because that was a reflection of them so it's understandable kind of like how we look up to beyonce or any you know me any other you know certain people so you know it's who you can relate to and you know that rubs some parents the wrong way that's why they were putting this smear campaign like don't listen to britney i don't like my daughter listen to britney i don't want her to seem promiscuous kind of like the stupid ass you know comparison that rap music makes you violent and encourage you to treat women like shit that's basically what was happening to britney and governor ehrlich's wife said that i can't stand britney my daughter's like her i don't want my daughter's listening to her if i could i'd shoot her and it's like wait what it was disrespectful, number one, for Diane Sawyer to even read that to Britney Spears and be like, okay, now that you hear this, how do you feel? I would be crying too. Wait, right. I'm like, Diane Sawyer, you will ask her, oh, somebody said they're going to shoot you in the head. You know what? And now it makes how sense. How do you feel about that? Of course, You're... I would be crying about that too. I, no, I remember that. You know why it's starting to hit me now? Because I remember people were trying to cancel her and it's, she's in retirement. You know what Right. I mean? You can't cancel somebody. Gen Z needs to settle down. <laughs> Calm down. Y'all cancel no, her. Now it's coming back wild. I wasn't sure. I thought it was, I thought people were talking about the way she treated her behind the scene. I didn't know it was specifically that. Now it's coming to me. I do know when it comes to women, they get it so freaking bad it's like there's no mercy and britney spears's like experience is an example of that we are so quick as you know fans people reading tech you know twit going on twitter social media just even paparazzi we are so quick to destroy a famous woman (laughs) but there is a scene where britney's in a bathtub and she's like look at this little flower look what happens when i put it in the water and she put the rosebud in and the rosebud flourished in the water and she's like see how pretty that is i love pretty things and you remember how i told you that almost made me want to cry and you're just like Catherine, what the (laughs) you remember you're like why i was just confused yeah yeah you were confused i didn't put any thought into that video i I thought she was just sharing something she wanted to share with the fans she did that's exactly what it was yeah but but i can relate it into like a deep type thing you know because i got into it the reason why i got into that scene so deep is because i've had so many of those moments you know and then you get those weird looks like is she crazy like i could be like oh i love ice cream like if i could i just walk out in rain i mean sorry i'd walk out in the sun and just eat ice cream and sit on the grass and just play and look at the sun and people like you talking about and i'm just like i I just want to talk about a beautiful moment oh that's weird and then you just get shut down so what do you want to do you just want to be alone just imagine stuff like her sitting in that pool with the thing it was so relatable because i i've done something like that i could be in the shower sitting down like a freaking music video we could sit <laughs> and just feel like i just want to be at the beach right now or i just want to be there and just have water come on me it's the water of the rain but you you get what i'm saying yeah, it's just yeah. that emotional connection to that which got me like oh my gosh i can totally relate to britney and here you are wanting to get out of this mood, but you can't because you have no decision on your life. I said, me, I have the choice to go get help. I have the choice to be able to walk outside my door and talk to somebody. I have all these choices. Brittany doesn't. Like I said, we got to research stuff before we get a final opinion. And it took me listening to Solomon Reigns podcast, watching that documentary, reading up on the internet, finding these diehard Britney Stan accounts that were talking about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you remember I joked? I said, it makes me want to fly out to California and protest myself and be like free Britney because this is ridiculous. And her mom has even gone to some of those protests herself, standing there and thinking those fans. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And that's how you know that she's got a loyal fan base that every single day she's got about what more than 30 people outside. Some people could be like, oh, that's not a lot for Britney. That's a lot of people that are taking their time to walk over to Britain to that building and sit out there for hours and say, no matter what's going on, Brittany, we got you as a fan base. Reason why? Because when we were down, your music saved us, your music inspired us to do all this stuff. So we want to have your back. And that is a loyal ass fan base. Y'all are beautiful. Like for real, for real. Because it makes me feel, you know, bad. I'm not a stan. I'm a fan. I'm not going to act as if I, oh, Brittany, Brittany, Brittany. No, I know Brittany but I don't know Britney, Britney, Britney. I don't even know her birthday. I don't know her horoscope. I don't know none of that stuff. So, you know, once again, Britney, if you're listening, we love you. We hope you get better. We hope you are able to get out of your conservatorship. If you can't, we would hope that somebody that you trust that won't take advantage of you would be the sole person on that, you know? So closing on a good note, you know, the judge Penny did make a decision that there is a possibility that, you know, Jamie Spears, who's Britney Spears' dad, could either be suspended from a position or maybe even removed permanently. And like we did say earlier, if that's possible, like that's going to be a momentum moment for Britney Spears and for law in general, because they said she would be technically probably the first, allegedly. So we're here for you, Britney. And then they were saying that Britney's uh, next court case or like her hearing is going to be oh, yes. 17 and April 27th. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, you know, April, spring, people tend to be, you know, in better moods during spring. So we'll see. Free Britney. She ain't do shit. <laughs> free my girl, Britney. Loving you all y'all out there. Like, free my girl, Britney. She ain't do nothing. Next up, our gossip segment called let's talk about it where of course we you know look at some gossip on the news or just like in celebrity entertainment and we talk about it so coming to america that came out on amazon prime it came out on march 5th yasin and i watched it yes. together day before yesterday oh that's my movie right <laughs> it was great the african indie was screaming i love that movie so much it was so nostalgic. I felt bad though, because I didn't get a lot of the references because yo, it's been years since I've watched the first movie, but I didn't even watch the movie like that, like that. You know what I'm saying? You remember but, every like two to three minutes yes, I was screaming because yes, yes, yes. I recognized everybody except that one dude. I was like, oh, yeah. this? <laughs> like, oh, you didn't like, I tell you about, who was it? Uh, oh. You recognize all the black folks except for that one white guy. Yes, no. I was like, it's so and so. I'm like, who? The it's guy, the guy from I was SNL. Like, I'm like, oh, he's on SNL. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's this person. Do you know who that is? I'm of course, like, I would. <laughs> like, I like I said, it was if you've seen the first movie, because Coming to America is my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. So if you've seen the first movie and you laughed and enjoyed it, I do like the second movie. I think it it was done justice. That's my opinion. I enjoyed it. And for those who want to get sensitive, because apparently somebody tried some people are trying to make Coming to America political. I don't understand how Coming oh, to talk, America. You talking about the reviews. Yeah, I'm just so confused. Y'all want to make politics out of everything. But anyways, leave that movie alone. It's funny. And just know it's a fictional version of Africans in Africa. It's just jokes. Africa's not like that. Africans are not that naive. It's just jokes, okay? So me as an African, I thought it was hilarious. And if you see the first, if you've seen the first movie and you're offended by the second movie, I don't know what to tell you because I, something ain't going on. And if you're so watching the second movie offended without seeing the first movie, you're just ignorant to me personally. So that's Cat's review. Yeah. And transitioning to another gossip to topic, let's talk about Zoe Saldana. Oh, Last boy. season. Here we go again. I don't remember what episode it was, but we talked about her on the gossip section. And you know, for those who remember it, I did say that I like Zoe Saldana, but her choices lately are not wise and I would hope she gets better. But it seems in the years since I've said this, 
we're back to the BS again. But I want to be careful with how I say this because I am not a part of this community. So I do want to, you know, I, I want to just be a little bit more sensitive to how I go about this. Zoe Sedona, um, apparently a few days ago, it was Dominican um, Independence Day. And there was a um, IG account, which I apologize. I don't remember. I think it was called Somos. If I get it wrong, I apologize. Yeah, and Somos. yes, they were addressing what was, um, you know, the history of independence from Dominican Republic. And they were talking about the relationship between the Dominicans and Haiti and how, you know, Afro-Latino, you know, how we got Af how Afro-Latinos are there, how they're getting treated and the relationship between Haiti. And they're basically saying that, you know, let's highlight and talk about this while we talk about our independence and let's get better. And Zoe Saldana's All Lives Matter looking ass basically try to embarrass them she took the screenshots of it and then she went on her own like ig talking that talking about oh it's dominican republic day how dare you try to try to, to um how dare you basically say what you said it you know all dominicans are important what you need to do is please apologize to you know dominicans in general for even making this a statement and even putting yeah. this narrative out there once again these were not her exact words but that was the gist of what she said and all the afro latinos came out of the woodwork out of nowhere like Bobby Smurda was coming out of prison just like last week and they dug into that ass what's a little bit frightening is that it was so bad she even got death threats for what she said yeah Yasmin she got death threats for that too you know what she reminded me of do you remember the whole thing with Vanessa Hudgens during the pandemic yeah like it was just thoughtless thoughtless stuff you should have kept it in your head yeah, you, you you know, she's free to talk what she wants, but I agree, you should get that to yourself. No, you know, but I mean, she, she can talk about it. She's Dominican, I'm not Dominican. So, you know, I can only look at this from an outside perspective. But I, you know, the, the Afro-Dominicans basically dug into her ass. They were just like, Zoe Sadana, you fake, you know, you fake, you always on that BS. Then somebody on the internet said that Zoe Sadana is the Dominican Stacy Dash, which is the most dis <laughs> one of the most disrespectful things I've ever seen somebody say about, you know, somebody. But the funny thing about it is Stacy Dash is half black and half Mexican. So I just she's Afro-Latina too. I just found it hilarious that they did the comparison. And then the interesting thing about it is the black community, my community, we had something to say too. And I have to agree with the black community because Afro-Latinos dug into that ass. And then the black community said, no, 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 no. When you're done, we need to take her ass on next. And this is the reason, um, you know, she apologized for what she said because she expected to look cute and they said, no bitch, no. And um, the Somos account, you know, they even said that, hey, this is an educational experience. Please don't send any attacks to Zosa Donna. That was not the goal, it was to bring awareness. So instead of trying to attack her and say all these horrible things, why don't you educate her and have the conversation? Which I think is, you know, it's a nice true, response. It's the same, yeah, it's a, yeah. a lot because of- black Sorry, you got Afro-Dominicans looking at her a type of way, and you got Black community looking at her a type of way. That's my people. Reason why, we talked about it last season, how Zoe Saldana had apologized after doing that free of a Nina Simone movie where she was wearing blackface, had prosthetic nose. She had no damn business doing that movie at all. Even her, um, even Nina, the late Nina Simone's estate, basically told her you were dead ass wrong to do that movie you should have never even done that movie they even told her don't do that movie and she kept insisting so you didn't even follow the family's wishes and you still did that movie which was disrespectful as shit and then on top of that which i agree you had the nerve i think it was nina simone's birthday or either the day she died and once again i talked about this last podcast where she was, she said something very inspirational about Nina Simone. And whoever owned Nina Simone's Twitter, the official one, they basically tweeted Zoe Sonata and they said, keep Nina's na um, name out your mouth forever. <laughs> and you know, every, the black community was just like, damn, Nina Simone came out the grave to, che uh, to check her. That's how you know you got her fucked up. So, <laughs> but um, anyways, we have a problem because 
Zoe Saldana, who is half Puerto Rican, right. Black Puerto Rican, and Dominican, Black Dominican, who is a Black Afro-Latina, started her career doing Black African-American movies. She was playing the H. She was playing the chick that went to the HBCUs. If y'all don't see Drumline, she was playing the token black chick in um. Oh my goodness, what's that movie called? Where she was the dancer, Center Stage. Yeah, she played the token black chick on Center Stage. Wasn't she on Crossroads? Yep, she was the token black girl on Crossroads. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Like she literally started her career making straight up black films as African-Americans. She is uh, she is Afro-Latina. I do believe she was born here too. So she, if she wants to identify as black or African-American or however, that's her business. You literally started making movies in my community and we've been supporting that shit since day one. Yes, yes. The Nina Simone situation- with Avatar. Espe- yep, especially when she came out with Avatar, we were right behind her. But my peoples on this side, it's just like, it seems like we all agree. We ain't playing that shit either with you. Because if she's doing this crap to y'all, <laughs> she like, after we, she threw us under the bus, now we're all looking at her funny together. You got a lot of black people looking at her black ass funny. And it's sad because she is such an amazing actress. She is killing the game. She is doing all that, but you are being so problematic. I don't know what's gonna happen in the future. I did say last season, I would hope this would, you know, be the end of it but it seems like she really wants to continue being ignorant so only time can tell but if she were to get in trouble in like six months or something stupid which i know it's going to be similar to a situation like this i'm calling it now i ain't even surprised so i'm going to end on that note and be like so i love you please stop please stop being ignorant please stop but it is what it is yeah the last cheat I want to talk about over here is um, the buffoonery that Adam Levine is. Yo. <laughs> so apparently he made like, or like he had an interview with Apple Music and um, apparently this man was so conceited enough to say, um, and this is what was quoted. Adam says, it's funny when the first Maroon 5 album came out, there were still other bands. I feel like there aren't any bands anymore, you know? And quotation mark. I said, what did you just say, sir? You tried it. <laughs> he really did. Wait, 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 wait. But this is what he said. He continued that statement by saying, that's the thing that makes me kind of sad. There's no bands anymore. And I feel like they're a dying breed, end quote. I said, Adam, no, you didn't. I literally went to Twitter, like, <laughs> immediately. Paramore is still a band. Panic at the Disco, even though there's only the original members there, he's still in a band with other, like, boy, bye. And first off, first off, maybe he's jealous because a lot of us, including myself, we are now into J-Rock. We have K, K-pop and K, uh, you know, Korean rock music. And then we have uh, Latino rock. It's the thing is we're now like blossoming into having flavors in our lives. And I don't know if he's just jealous or something. It's fair, I was just like, what, what made him think like, just because you're not a band anymore, doesn't mean because as far as i know is he even making music with his band to be honest adam levine is the beyonce of the group except that no let me just keep that comment there he's the beyonce of the group and it's ridiculous let's be real here people unless you're a diehard maroon 5 stan name a second member of maroon 5. <laughs> uh, no do it do it for me no. right now do it for me you yes. can't do it unless can you're google a stan, it. you can't nope. do it i'm a google eh? i'm not yep yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go. You see, we got to Google. I think, isn't it five members if you include Adam Levine out here with his Nickelback ass? Yeah, so you have, wait, I don't even Your know. Your tweet was funny. What did you write on Twitter, Yasmin? Oh, what did I say on Twitter? Uh, on my personal Twitter? or on... Yeah, you said something about Nickelback. Oh, oh, if you go into our Twitter. 
<laughs> I was like, Adam Levine is like the new Nickelback, except I have more respect for them. Yes, 2021. <laughs> and then I end up, uh, my favorite band uh, of all time for now, like, because I just discovered them a while ago. It's just, I'm now getting super hip to their song. They're called The Oral Cigarettes. Check them out. They're um, a J-Rock group. <laughs> and I am super obsessed. So I put their uh, GIF under that because i was just like anyway stand j-rock and latino rock okay bye <laughs> exactly yeah. i'm talking about oh there's not enough fans anymore yeah that, that's like that douchebag that goes i feel like nobody gets me you know what i'm talking about <laughs> like, that's basically <laughs> what he said i feel like nobody gets me that i'm just the only one that's like you know expressive and you know just doing the damn thing like can you relate because it's like there's no good people out there anymore and it's just like if you don't sit your arrogant ass down you know somebody on twitter said i'm convinced that adam levine just listens to his own music and nothing else. i wouldn't be surprised i would <laughs> not be surprised and then of course a he lot can of get it though i'm not gonna lie he can get it though but so. <laughs> it's so funny how everybody's just clowning him right now. That's so funny. You know, a lot of the fans are like, oh, I'm so heartbroken. But I was just like, guys, <laughs> somebody said, what are we, Adam Levine? Cats? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah, if you go over to Twitter right now, like, everybody's just clowning him. Now, this article came out, like, what, I think, um... Isn't it been three days like, since that happened? Yeah, yeah, it was, like, three Yeah, about three ago. days. It's At so least from today, as we're recording this, it's been about three oh, days since yeah, he's... Yeah, yeah, when this that gets nonsense. released, it's been a week. Yeah, so when this gets released, so, but, yeah. I just wanted to add my two cents, because I'm sorry. Like, my ass is over there and has always been jamming to J-Rock, Latino rock. Like, I haven't heard a Maroon 5 song in a hot minute. Like, the only songs I play from them is from their old albums. So, yeah. if he criticize himself, I think he needs to criticize his own work. To be honest, I only think Black people mess with the third album. <laughs> like, that's it. The third album is what all got us hip to him, and then we dipped out. But I can't speak for the Black community. I can only speak for myself. But legit... And now it's time for Damn Bruh, That's Wild, where I find a crazy, incredible story from around the world that actually happened. Are you ready, Yasmin? Yep, ready, ready. And just a reminder to everybody listening, Yasmin never knows the story, so her reaction is genuine as she hears yeah. the story for the first time. <laughs> so this article is from a website called mtonews.com. I will send it to you because I needed to find an article on this. I saw this news on Facebook, but you know, there are a lot of fake stories out there. So I had to cross check to make sure this was accurate. And it is. And the story is called Married Officer Suspended After Side Chick Blasts Him on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So oh, there's a guy named, there's a guy and he's African-American and his name is Officer Jarrell Peoples. Yeah, he seems like a people person, you know, definitely since he out here, you know, doing craziness, cheating. Yep, so he's a married police officer and he's from Clarksville, Tennessee. And it seems like he's being investigated right now because a few um, a few days ago, this happened about maybe two weeks ago, it's been since this incident happened. He took a picture with, you know, his police department and it was a picture of his wife and family. And be in mind, he has about, I think, two or three kids with his wife. And he's been married to her for about 12 years. Uh -huh. Okay. While he's being a police officer, he getting down with the side chick. And the side chick alleges that she had no idea about this dude having a wife at all she didn't know until i like a dumbass i guess he was facebook friends with her like how you gonna cheat on somebody and then add him on facebook knowing that all your business is gonna be out there like please be wiser with your dumb decisions that's all i'm saying but yeah she went on facebook she saw a picture of him being congratulated by with an award from the police department there and by the way this woman's name is lauren bell she's so upset she goes, she um, posts a picture of a sonogram because she's pregnant, Yasmin. And she goes, congratulations, Officer Jarrell. 
I'm sorry, Officer Joel Peoples for getting me pregnant, even though he is married. He's been married for 12 long years. Congrats to the new stepmommy, Brittany Peoples. That's his wife. Hope you're ready for this long time journey, boo-boo. Can't wait to let the whole Clarksville Police Department know that you've been cheating on your wife for six months now. And such a wonderful officer protecting and serving the streets of Clarksville by sleeping with me while on duty. Yep. Oh my yep. God. The post went viral, girl. The post went viral. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you um, what happened after it went viral. People all had, you know, their two cents and they're just like, no, that can't be real. This is a prank. And she said, no, this is not real. I'm mean, sorry. She said, yep, this is 100% real. She she posts this next. And Yasmin, this is crazy that she said this. She goes, just a disclaimer. I didn't know this N-word was married until I found out I was pregnant. Once again, Yasmin, I'm going to read what she said. She, Her name is Lauren Bell, and she's Caucasian. Just a disclaimer, I did not know this N-word was married till I found out I was pregnant. The whole time he was telling me he wanted a family, blah, blah, blah. Then as soon as I found out, he said that he wasn't happy and that he was planning on leaving her. This dude ain't shit. That's why I'm snapping. <laughs> so clearly, homegirls from the hood. I, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's the end of the story. Yeah, she don't care. She said, at the end of the day, he played me. I'm still having this baby. Yeah, I embarrassed you. Pay up. And you got some people saying, he's the father of your soon-to-be child. Why would you put him on blast like that? Now he ain't even going to have a child. How is he going to support you? How is he Right! It's called finding a new job. (laughs) But, you know, with that scandal, normally a police department shouldn't hire him, but, you know, they'll hire you. I mean, how many police officers have killed people? And they get a job, like, you know, two months later, like, you know, stop on the wrist. So this is probably going to be one of those stop on the wrist. I really think he'll be fine. Maybe yeah. in like six months' time, he'll go to another police station and they'll hire him and they'll be anything, like, you can forget he'll just all this. Probably be on probation or something like that. Yeah, you if know, I was probably do something like that. God knows what the wife is going through. All I know is yeah. that if it was me, I'd probably be running some divorce papers. Otherwise, you're gonna be walking around without your, you know, wands. Uh, like, <laughs> basket, but she took that man's belongings and set that. <laughs> yes, let me she not, came that's, today. That's like arson. <laughs> so let she me not promote that. N word, because I I don't want because of course I didn't want to read it, you know, read the real word. But she said N word. You got me all the way F up. I don't even care that I'm not black, but I need to tell you, you got me F up. So clearly, officer peoples, don't cheat on your wife with a side chick. Especially if she's crazy. But for all we know, maybe you liked her for that alone. But now that don't backfired on you. So, you know, up to interpretation. However you guys want to do this. But damn, that's wild. That <laughs> it went viral. Like, it's like I saw the viral like posts on Facebook. But I was like, I need to double check the story to make sure this is true. Because people be making up stories. But this oh, is true. And I'm like, that's crazy. And you got the sources. <laughs> yep, I got the tea. Oh, man. So we're going to end uh, off with our artist of the week. And can I say that I'm excited? Because I know I say every episode I'm excited to play all our artists' music. But, you know, this song is really hot. I've listened to it a few times. Got me oh. shaking. So I hope as soon as you listen to it, y'all be ready to shake. Be like, nasty, 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 nasty. And reason why I say nasty, nasty is because the song's by Chrissy P and the song is called Nasty and it's a bop. So Chrissy P, thank you so much for supporting our podcast. We love you so much. Your song is so hot. We hope to play your music in the future. Now let's turn that on and pop it. All right. See you guys in the next one. Bye.
la condena. 